0: Hello and welcome to the Bite Size Nutrition Podcast. I'm Jillian and this is the very first Bite Size Nutrition Podcast episode for 2024, which as I am saying this out loud, I am realizing it is now 2024. 2024. Didn't even, that didn't really like connect in my head. If you are a new listener, I know I've had some new faces, new faces, new ears, I guess it would be, pop up here recently. I'm Jillian. I am a nutrition coach. I am a coaching mentor. And I work with individuals to help them improve their relationship with their food, improve their self trust, and essentially become more of the kind of person that they want to be. So yeah, that is me. And let me give you a really quick life update. Those of you that already know me, you might have heard me over the last year or so talking about my partner. What you may not know is Friday was our one year anniversary and it has been a really incredible journey, this like journey of developing a new relationship um, especially as, you know, a lot of a lot of people in their 30s, I'm in my mid-30s, sort of had this idea that we're supposed to figure it out like before a certain age and I didn't meet my partner until I was 35. So I've sort of thought about like I don't know if I should do a podcast on this or if people actually even care or if this idea of I should have met someone by a certain age is pertinent for you guys. So if you are listening to this and you're like, I'd love to hear your story of how you sort of got ready to have a partner and how that happened like in your mid-30s, send me a message because I'm happy to do that, but only if people want to hear it. So with that, let's jump into this very first episode of 2024. I wanted to give you some tips for setting more process-oriented goals and some ideas for non-diet nutrition goals. And I wanted to talk about this not just because everybody and their mother is talking about goals this week or this month because it's January, duh, but also because as I am really delving into this with my mentoring clients, we've been talking a lot about goal setting with clients and understanding sort of how to move away from this fixation on a certain, like the need to to be a certain number or setting very like specific numerical targets Um, and so I wanted to like go into a slightly different way to set goals instead of setting these like big goals that are so far away that are very sort of like numbers focused and have like a hard end date. I want to talk about how we can start, can start becoming the person that we want to be bit by bit and focus more on, you know, you hear people talk about like, oh, just trust the process. Like how do we actually involve ourselves in trusting and enjoying the process? First a little bit about my background and if you've been listening to the podcast for a while you know I used to be very, very fixated on weighing a specific amount, looking a very specific way and I remember I had this number in my head which I will not share with you but I had this number in my head of a very specific like if I hit this weight then oh my gosh I'm going to feel great about myself and then I hit that number and I felt good for probably like an hour and it just wasn't enough. It, I just kept finding other things that I needed to change. This is often what happens: is when we hit a, or when we reach a goal, or when we set a goal, we either like get discouraged because results aren't coming fast enough, or we hit the goal and then we're like, this doesn't feel how I thought it would feel. And I wish that there that I had known and that I had well, I knew this, but I guess I didn't want to admit it to myself that there is a giant wide world of nutrition goals out there that have nothing to do with the scale. Like the point of nutrition is not just to control our body weight or our body shape. And so let's talk about these process-oriented goals and I'm going to give you a list of ideas for non-diet nutrition goals that maybe you want to look at incorporating this year. And then I also want to mention if you are a coach listening and you want to actually help your clients improve their relationship with food and their bodies, these are some ideas of some goals that you might want to incorporate or might want to chat with some of your clients about so that they can harness this motivation they feel in January, but put it towards something that is more process oriented rather than simply focusing on sort of a far off end goal. And so I do identify as non-diet and I mentor my coaches and coach my clients from a non-diet perspective. However, I also respect body autonomy 100 billion percent. And I know that's not a real percent, but it is. And so what that means is I'm not here to tell you that wanting to lose weight is wrong. I'm not here to tell you that you wanting to diet or wanting to change your body is wrong. That's not my business at all. It's your body and you can do whatever the fuck you want with it. If you want to lose 20 pounds, gain a shit ton of muscle, build a booty, get Botox, plastic surgery, that is your choice. It is your body. But I do want to offer some insight and I believe this entire like podcast, um, you know all hundred and I think this is like episode 115, offers some insight into what I've seen in the seven years I've been coaching and I've been both in person and online. And I've seen individuals set the same goals every year, year after year, to lose the same weight, to find the right diet, to do the same things, and they just get stuck on this hamster wheel. Something really interesting that I was thinking about was, I remember when I was coaching CrossFit, so I was a CrossFit coach for about five years, and every January, the gym would be flooded with new clients. They would be super excited and start working out. They would be motivated to lose the weight that they gain over the last however long. And they would be full of all of this hope for what fitness could do for them. And the people in the gym that lasted for the long term, that lasted longer than like one or two months, were the ones that fell in love with the process of learning movement. Think about that. These were the people that saw going to the gym not as something that they had to do in order to burn off calories or make up for what they ate, but they saw going to the gym as something that celebrated their capacity for movement and helped them connect with their bodies, helped them build strength, build confidence. And these were the individuals that saw going to the gym, like CrossFit is hard, right? And this is not like a, I'm not telling you to go to CrossFit, right? But I'm just saying movement in general could be any type of movement. The people that lasted were the ones that saw it as a fun challenge, something that wasn't easy, but that they had the capacity to get better at with practice. And I want to say the farther we can move towards fitness or nutrition goals for reasons that are not just appearance or weight control purposes, the more likely we are to fall in love with the process of it all because we let go of this, like, I need to reach this end goal right now, right? And so again, this podcast is not about setting non-diet nutrition goals because your diet or your weight loss goals are wrong. It's because when we come at these things from a different perspective, it can actually help us really enjoy the process of doing these things that we actually, like we have to feed ourselves for the rest of our lives, right? And like exercise is something that hopefully we do for the rest of our lives. But we want to look at it from a more process-oriented perspective. And most of us have already tried goal setting around, you know, I want to lose X amount of weight or I want to like lose my saddlebags or my cellulite or I want to lift this much in the gym, right? And when we reach those goals, these are outcome-based goals. So when I reach this goal, I will have achieved it, right? And you reach the goal and you feel good about it for like a very short period of time. But that feeling fades quickly. And so the goals that I want to share with you today and the process that I'm going to talk about is about process-oriented goal. So this means that each time you do these things, and they're little things, they're not like giant like turn your life around in a day type things, you are in the process of achieving that goal. And so you don't have to wait until like six months from now or a year from now or whatever and you step on the scale or you go to the gym and you do that one rep max or you, you see the number on the scale and you're like, oh my gosh, I hit my goal. Like you get to do this stuff And be in the process of becoming the person you want to become. Be in the process of moving towards your values all the time. So values, if you are a new listener, listen to episode 91. Episode 91 is about core values and how to align uh, values with your actions. It's an important episode to listen to, especially if you are new to this podcast. And I want to talk about motivation for a second. Because there is something to be said for January Motivation. In behavioral science, there's this phenomenon that I think is attributed to a scientist named Katie Milkman. I may be wrong, so don't don't come at me if I'm wrong. But the phenomenon is called the fresh start effect. And essentially what this means is they've seen in studies that it is more motivating to start something on Monday or at the beginning of the month or the start of a new job or the first of the year. It's like, we can harness this motivation, we feel, with this quote-unquote new beginning, this quote-unquote opportunity to wipe the slate slate clean from the past, and it is really motivating. And so we can use that. That is not a bad thing. Obviously, we want to get away from like starting over every Monday, obviously, but we can use this month to be a new beginning. But let's not make it a new beginning for another diet or fitness program that. You know, like you already know these things are not long-term. You know. So let's talk about how we can set some process-oriented goals and then I'm going to share some of my favorite non-diet nutrition goals. First step is we want to check in on why we want to do what we want to do. And so do you want to get stronger in the gym so that you will look like the other gym girls there? Or do you want to get stronger because you love the confidence you feel when you lift heavy shit? Do you want to lose weight because you really want to fit into those old pants or does it go deeper than that? And so I want you to state your goal out loud and then ask yourself why and then why again and then why again. So I want to give you an example of this. So let's say you say, I want to lose weight. I would say why? And maybe you answer because I want to look better. Now ask, why do you want to look better? Maybe you say because I feel like I don't take care of myself and I want to prioritize me more. Why do you feel that way? Maybe you say, because most of my life revolves around taking care of other people and I feel like my needs get put last. From there, we've now hit on something really important. You can continue digging into why, but I think after the the first like two, three, maybe four whys, you get to the root of what's really going on. And digging deeper into any goal is going to give you insight into what is truly important to you as a human. Great. We have this information, let's say you've realized it's really important for me to take better care of myself, and I represent taking better care of myself as weight loss in my head. That's the meaning that you put on it. So I would encourage you to consider, what are the actions involved in taking better care of yourself or prioritizing yourself, right? Because that's what we really want to achieve. What values would you be upholding if you took better care of yourself, And those are the non-diet goals or the processes that you want to focus on. And then maybe weight loss will be a byproduct of that. The next step of this is we need to understand the process of this goal. So in the case of I want to prioritize myself more, this is where I might recommend you get out a piece of paper and you start journaling. Actually, you should journal this whole thing. Then you can write down what does a day in my life look like as someone who prioritizes themselves? And actually walk yourself through like, What does this person do? What are their habits like? What do their meals look like? And you can compare it to the life that you have now and ask ask yourself what's different. Maybe the version of you that prioritizes yourself eats a balanced breakfast. Maybe they go for a morning walk. Maybe they schedule their gym sessions in their calendar ahead of time. Maybe they have snacks on hand so that every afternoon when they get super hungry between lunch and dinner they actually have something to eat that is planned out. And these are all things that can you, that you can do on a daily basis that move you towards that grander vision of who you are becoming. And then the last step is we need to understand what skills, resources, and education we are missing in order to reach this goal. And so I want to talk about what skills, resources, and education refers to, right? And specifically in the case of prioritizing yourself, you might need to meal plan more often or cook more for yourself you might need to set boundaries or feel more comfortable saying no and so the skills you might need are things that you actually actually need to be able to do in order to reach this goal so in this case it might be you know knowing like having the uh, the skill of creating a meal plan for yourself or having cooking skills You might need specific eating skills. You might need to work on your communication skills. So these are things that you can actually practice and learn how to do over time. You're not going to snap your fingers and they just appear. Skills, I think you understand how skills work. Like you build skills over time, right? And then resources refer to tools that are both tangible and intangible that you need in order to reach this goal. So for example, in this case, In order to do the thing that you want to do, you might need time as a resource, you might need social support, you need money to buy the food that you need, you need mental space or physical energy to actually cook the food, you might need Tupperwares or pots and pans to cook and store food you want to to cook for yourself. And so resources, again, both tangible and intangible, and this is where we have to be really clear like, Sometimes if we don't have time or mental space, we can't demand that we create more out of nothing. So this is where understanding your values is important because that's going to help you nail down like, okay, well maybe if I want to prioritize this, I can't prioritize this other thing because I don't have the time or mental space for it. And then the last part is education. And education is the knowledge that you need to do the thing. So for example, in this case, you might need to know more about nutrition, you might need to increase your knowledge of different food preparation techniques, you might need education on how to create balanced meals or understand the difference between emotional hunger and physical hunger. And the skills, resources, and education model is the one that I use in coaching all the time and it really covers all the bases. If you are a coach listening to this, if you end up working with me on a mentoring basis, this is the model that we will use is to make sure that you can identify if your clients have the skills, resources, and education they need and help you develop what you need in order to support your clients with those three things. Quick recap. First, what the fuck do you actually want to do and why do you want to do it? Next, what is the process for doing that thing? And last, what do you need? What skills, resources, or education do you need in order to do the thing that you want to do? And I also want to say this. Let this be the year that you do less shit. The reason that last year you probably got frustrated, maybe you gave up or you ended up in this like on and off and on and off pattern is likely because you tried to do too much all at once and you were lacking either skills, resources, or education. Maybe you pushed yourself into a diet that you knew wasn't going to last. You told yourself you had to achieve X thing in X weeks. You refused to let things be kind of imperfect. And if you are someone that ends up like – I, this needs to be perfect or I can't do it, go listen to episode 60 right now. And I get it. I know you're in a hurry to reach your goals, but when we shift to this more process style, you're technically reaching a goal every day. The larger things that you want to achieve will happen. It may not be as quick as you want them to, but it will happen as a result on focusing on the process, not because you're obsessing over this long-term goal. And then before you dive into this year's goals, take a look back on last year and get curious. You can walk through these three things like what did you want to achieve? Why did you want to achieve that thing? What process was I trying to use? What was I trying to implement? And then was I missing any skills, resources, or education from this process? And let yourself get curious because you know your patterns but we need to break down and understand like what is missing? Is it that… If this is a goal that actually isn't as important as you think it is? Is it that you're missing certain skills, resources, or education? You're putting too much pressure on yourself? Like what is actually happening? I want to finish this episode off with some non-diet nutrition goals that are process oriented. And what this means is these are things that you can work on every day. And when I say work on every day, this doesn't mean that you are a failure if you don't do them every day. You could do them once a week or once a month and still be in the process of of reaching a goal, right? But the point is, is that these are all pieces of sort of a larger vision of what it means to nourish your body, treat yourself well, and reach whatever type of goal you have. And some of these might not sound directly related to nutrition, but I like to consider that nutrition is the things that feed our body and mind, and so that is Food, content we consume, how we move and how we treat our bodies, the relationships that we have, like all of the things that are these inputs can be different forms of nutrition. So I I think I have 15 for you and I could have done a million but I don't want this podcast to be an hour long. So here we go. The first thing is to try new recipes. This can be a great way to add more variety and challenge yourself. Do something that is a little bit difficult but also can be fun if you let it be fun and don't make it mean like if I fail at this recipe I am a failure. Another thing that I work on with a lot of my clients is making cooking into something that you look forward to and this can look like turning it into a ritual like scheduling a call and cooking with someone like putting on fun music or a show or a podcast that you really love like make it fun. The next one is eating more meals without your phone. And if you are a mindless eater or if you're like, I always eat my meals with my phone, this can be a great one for you. The next one is to read more fiction. We want our brains to be creative and dynamic and we often pressure ourselves into just reading like nonfiction or self-help or like short form. Like read fiction. If you need suggestions for fiction books, especially fantasy novels, I am your girl. Next one is to increase your fiber intake. And I also added like maybe you're someone that needs to reduce your fiber intake. For example, when I was macro tracking and just trying to eat as like high volume food as I could, I ate way too much fiber and my digestion was fucked. So for some of you, you're going to want to look at including more foods that have fiber. For others, you're going to look at including less foods that have fiber. Another goal is to practice including foods that used to be off limits for you. And this is a great way to feel less crazy or out of control around food. It is called food habituation and if you want to know more about it, I talk about it in episode 57. Next one is experiment with different pre and post workout exercise meals. Um, Post workout, you know what I mean. And part of this is like the process of understanding what feels good for you, what gives you energy, what you enjoy, what feels good for your digestion. And play around with it. Get curious. Like what works for me pre and post workout is going to be a little bit different than what works for you pre and post workout. Next one is to learn knife skills or other cooking methods. And this is a great way to like upskill the your abilities in cooking and have it feel easier. Um, this can be taking a cooking class or maybe something online um, but can be a really great way to make it easier for you to cook more at home because you feel more competent doing it. The next one is to develop a meal planning method that works for you. I think episode, I want to say 17 or like or 20 maybe, I talk about meal planning. So if that's something you want to know more more about, go listen to that. Number 10 is to spend more time away from screens. That is just nourishing your brain. And it goes along with reading more books. Next one is adding new emotional regulation skills to your toolbox. If you are an emotional eater, a new diet is not going to fix that. What will help with that is emotional regulation skills. Episode 72 talks about how you can start practicing those. The next one is to try out, like try on for size, different journaling or gratitude methods or mindfulness practices. The next one is explore new ways to enjoy fruit and veggies. I've talked to a bunch of people recently that are like, oh, I don't or I don't like veggies. And that is like saying I don't like wearing pants because there is an insane amount of different types of vegetables and different ways to prepare them. So let that be a fun exploration process and you might enjoy it. The last two are go for more walks. This is walks. Maybe you listen to a podcast. Maybe you listen to this podcast. Maybe you don't. Maybe you just go for a walk and look around and like let your brain wander. And then the last one is you can practice noticing different signs of hunger and fullness. So. I could keep going with this, but I'm not going to. I'm going to cut myself off. I want to say something really important to the coaches that I know that are listening right now. Coaches, you are going to get new clients coming to you this week that are really motivated to make some big changes. They want to turn their lives around. They want to transform their bodies. They want to become this whole new version of themselves. And it's really easy for us as coaches to get caught up in that motivation. Our clients, our new clients will tell us like, I am ready to make these big changes, and so you throw out all of these changes for them to make. You give them this plan that you're like, this plan is totally going to help them reach their goals. They're motivated. This is going to be great, right? And if you're in your first year of coaching, let me tell you what will happen. If you are not in your first year of coaching, you you totally get what is going to happen. And maybe you haven't quite figured out how to, to adjust it yet. But if you're in your first year of coaching, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. A certain amount of those clients will lose steam fast. Some of them will keep going hard for a while. Eventually – There will be complications if they keep going that hard. But a certain amount of your clients will lose steam quickly. They are going to stop adhering to this perfect plan that you made for them. They're gonna be inconsistent with their check ins, or maybe they're even gonna stop responding to messages. And so we want to preempt that. In mentoring, one of the things we work on so my mentoring clients send me their client challenges. They say, hey, there's this client that I'm struggling with. This is what's coming up. And I give them suggestions and I say, hey, I might encourage you to ask them this or try this or um, shift this with them and if you want to know what that is, um, you can DM me on Instagram and I'm happy to chat with you about it. Um, You can even send me a client challenge and I'll give you an idea of how I would coach one of my mentoring clients through this. But one of the things that we work on a lot in mentoring is dosing your clients changes and making sure the pace is right for them. And so what you can do right now after listening to this is preempt sort of this losing steam by when you are in a goal setting process with your clients, ask them what roadblocks or challenges might pop up that would make this thing challenging. We want to be realistic and understand like life always throws shit at us, right? So if we can actually understand, well, what's the plan for when this happens and be realistic about it, that is going to help your clients become more resilient gonna help you be less frustrated because they won't go all hard and not have a plan for what happens when inevitably life blows up in our faces and we want to do this because motivation can sometimes make us really blind to this fact that like life happens right but the more that we can be aware of and plan ahead for these obstacles the more that our clients are going to build resilience in the face of them. And the more that we as coaches can help our clients create realistic expectations and adjust their habits and their plan and the things that they want to do to their actual life instead of living in this like fantasy January motivation world. So I'm going to leave that there. If you are interested in coaching mentorship, follow the link below um, in the show notes and I will send you details about CCM. You can also get a ton, I have been sharing a ton of coaching tips on Instagram recently. So go onto my Instagram and check out my highlights. And also if you want to chat with me about it, um, send me a DM. You can say the word mentorship and that way I know what you're talking about. I also just want to say if you are interested in mentorship, this is not something to wait on because we are starting January 23rd and early bird pricing ends January 10th. So this is something that you should move fast on. Just being upfront about that. Anyways, with that, if you enjoyed this, save it, share it, send it to someone you might want to listen to it, leave me a rating, do all the cool things. I really, really appreciate it. And I will see you again next time for another episode. I really, really, really appreciate you being here. All right, have a good day.